Hello, and welcome to the Psych and Business Podcast, where we highlight the integration of psychology and psychological principles into the world of business and organizations. I'm your host, Dr. Ernest Wade. It is my pleasure to welcome our guest to the show today. She is a consulting psychologist who leverages over two decades of clinical experience to help shape success for leaders and executives. Her name is Dr. Sunny Lampasso. Dr. Lampasso utilizes behavioral science to facilitate leadership development and positive organizational change. Her executive coaching and consulting experiences spans various industries, including financial services, law, construction, government, technology, and nonprofits. In addition to her extensive clinical experience in multiple settings, Sunny has held leadership roles in nonprofit and for-profit settings, built and managed a thriving private practice, and taught several graduate-level psychology courses. She also has regular speaking engagements on leadership, building positive workplace culture, burnout, resilience, and emotional intelligence. Dr. Lampasa holds a doctorate degree in psychology, is a licensed clinical psychologist, and is a board-certified behavioral analyst at the doctoral level. Dr. Lampasso, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ernest. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Sunny, I'm so happy to have you on the show. I know that you are one of the, the great psychologists out there doing excellent work. Uh, and so I'm really excited to get into that. But I always like to start the show by asking, how did you get into this the world of business, especially because you have over two dec you have over two decades in doing clinical psychology? Well, I appreciate that question. And you know, the reason that I moved over into the business world to do more consulting and executive coaching really ties in with my early experiences as a leader early on in my career, mm -hmm. being hired into leadership positions without really without any leadership training at all, right? Um, so mm -hmm. knowing the struggles that I went through firsthand, I know that it didn't have to be that way, right? Had I had an executive coach or other formal leadership development training, I would have had the opportunity to really Understand, understand my strengths and how to leverage them, as well mm -hmm. as figuring out what areas I needed to develop. So that really drives me in terms of wanting to help people in the workplace to you know, be more successful, to create positive workplaces, again, based on some experiences that I've had that were you know, a little bit less than positive, I'd say. Yeah, I, I love that uh, that story, especially hearing how your own experiences really, you know, encouraged you and, and helped you figure out how you could help other people do this, especially in terms of providing coaching and consulting. I, I'm really interested in in how you do that using ACT because I know that you are you are an expert in ACT. So, can you share a little bit about what that is and how you leverage that? Sure. So, you know, I like to refer to it as ACT, um, and that is acceptance and commitment therapy. However, mm -hmm. using that in executive coaching, it's acceptance and commitment training. And it's really a cognitive behavioral framework. So it's a way to think about things that addresses how do we improve behaviors that we want? How do we do more of what we want that's moving us toward our mm -hmm. goals while addressing thoughts and feelings that may get in our way, get us stuck from moving toward the goal, or you know, actually make us do things that move us away from our goals. So that's really the underlying piece in the way that I work with people, whether I'm working with leaders to help them really align their behaviors with their values and their purpose and take action toward that, 
or you know sometimes in teams where people are not aligned on the purpose and engaging in those behaviors that move them toward the goals of the organization. That's really cool. So you can use this both with individuals and with teams. Yes, exactly. So, you know, when you're looking at this framework with a team, it's really getting everyone's input, right, in terms of the direction and what's getting in the way. However, with individuals, it's really looking at for them, you know, both personally and professionally, what mm -hmm. what motivates them, what drives them, what are they doing to get there in terms of behaviors, and then what takes them away from it? And really mm -hmm. looking at that piece and figuring out how to navigate those obstacles, which are oftentimes what we think and what we feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I know that you've done this a lot in the for-profit industry as well as the non-profit industries. Can you talk a little bit about the difference in working in those settings? Sure. Well, I think the interesting thing about having worked in so many industries, right, while they are vastly different, and I'm not an expert in any of the industries that I work in. However, I am an expert in human behavior, interpersonal dynamics, and these types of people issues show up no matter what type of organization it is. Right. So I think yeah. that's, that's yeah. really important. People are people. Exactly. It's really important when I'm going in is, you know, if I'm working in any industry, I say I'm not an expert in your industry. Right. I will. I'm willing to learn. You're the expert in that. I'm really the expert in the people piece. So the behavior piece, what drives you and, you know, how to get to your goals faster and address and navigate obstacles. So um, I think that really helps people to understand, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter what industry I'm working in, that I don't need experience having worked in that particular industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I appreciate, I really appreciate what you're saying in terms of, you know, it doesn't matter the industry, what matters is the people, right? The people are who you work with. And, and that's where your area of expertise is, is, is working with the people to help them uh, find purpose. And I think that's one of the areas that you focus in, right? Purpose-driven leadership. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Well, oftentimes I work with purpose-driven leaders, so they're not necessarily trying to find their purpose, right? They know mm -hmm. what their purpose is. Um, however, they may still be having challenges with aligning what they're doing with their purpose. So um, mm -hmm. I think sometimes perp while you have a purpose-driven leader, right, in any type of industry, they may get away from the purpose for a variety of reasons. Um, mm. And I think getting them back aligned with that, sometimes it's also aligning their professional and personal purpose, right? So figuring that piece out, if there's any conflict there, um, and then as well as keeping teams aligned in purpose, right? It's so important for leaders to not only understand their purpose, but to live their purpose um, in order to create trust and create a following. Yeah, I really like what you're saying here because purpose drives behavior, right? So I think that that is such a, a, a great place to work. Do you have any examples to help highlight this work and how that's really helped businesses or leaders? Sure. I mean, I have lots of examples because I think purpose and, you know, what you're wanting to do with what you're actually doing, I think it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for that to always line up. Right. So mm. I really help people with understanding, again, like sort of what are the behaviors that show 
what matters to you, what's important to you and your organization. And when are you doing those, right? So I think it's really helping to create an awareness of that. Whereas, you know, a lot, a lot, many leaders, they're aware of their purpose. They know why, right? They know the whole start with why. Um, yeah. And that's why they've gotten to the point that they have. But I think helping them to see when sometimes they may be doing things that move away from the purpose. Uh, so mm -hmm. for example, um, a tech startup leader, right? Pitching for funding yeah. has a, a, an amazing pitch. And every time they go into the pitch, they are pumped up. They're ready to go. They are ready to mm -hmm. communicate the value that their product adds. Right. And they mm -hmm. do a great job of that. So they're checking off all the boxes in terms of the behaviors that will make them successful. However, mm -hmm. at times when this leader would receive a rejection, mm -hmm. that would lead to a whole variety of thoughts and feelings, which really got them stuck for a significant amount of time and prevented mm -hmm. them from moving forward to pitch again to really believe in what they were doing. So that's really where I came in to help this leader with figuring out how to fill in that gap. So what, what's happening, right? Getting that awareness of it and how, when those thoughts and feelings are happening, how can you still take action toward what matters and not be in these periods of being stuck? So that's just one example. Yeah, I love that example. I, what I'm, I'm hearing there is, you know, really helping leaders to to build resilience so that they can move through some of the challenges. And I know resilience is something that you speak on. Can you talk a little bit about that as well, please? Sure. I really think that developing resilience as a leader is really the most important thing you need to be doing right now. Right. I think we we know that we've been living through uncertain times and the level of uncertainty continues on and has created an enormous amount of stress. So really figuring out, you know, what you're doing to be more resilient. And one of those things that can really help is acting according to your values, your purpose, right? Really being aware of that, noticing that piece and continuing to do more of that is one of the things that helps build resilience. And when I'm talking about resilience, as a leader, I'm also including, you know, the self-care piece, right? Because mm -hmm. I think I've also seen that with purpose-driven leaders. They become so focused on the purpose of the organization that then they forget about the self-care piece, right? Mm -hmm. Or the taking care of the people in their team piece, right? You yeah. get so focused on the task. So I really help people with integrating that purpose, sort of what matters to you and you also matter, right? As a leader and taking care of yourself, that's another piece that really helps to build resilience. Yeah, I wanna dig into this a little bit more because you said that you think resilience is one of the most important things that a leader should be doing right now. Can you talk a little bit more about how that helps a business leader be successful? Sure, I think that resilience is really about managing stress. And the better you're able to understand yourself through, you know, whether that's taking assessments or through the coaching process or through getting feedback from others, the more you can understand yourself, the more you can understand how you react in stressful situations, right? And really gaining that understanding can help you, again, to move toward the goal 
because a lot of times under stress, we don't move toward the goal, right? Leaders often have trouble making decisions. They make it may make a decision based on emotion. They may fail to make a decision. And that's where really figuring out how to take committed action when unhelpful thoughts or feelings may be showing up is key to really building resilience, navigating that uncertainty. So it really ties into stress management. Yeah, I love the way that you're you're describing this linking, you know, the emotions and, and our emotions and how that can impact or limit our ability to function appropriately, to behave in the way that, w- that we know we should as leaders. And so being able to recognize those emotions, understanding how it impacts our behavior, and then being able to, to channel that appropriately can be really helpful as a leader. Exactly, exactly. And I think, yeah, I, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say that, you know, Executive coaching, I think, is really great with helping to helping leaders to see where they might not be aligned, right? Where obstacles may be showing up. And really, I help my clients with understanding, okay, what are those obstacles? Again, people are at different levels of awareness of what those obstacles are, but I help them with really uncovering what is what are the driving forces of those obstacles. And again, even while those things are there, how do you navigate them and still move toward the goal? And I really think that this ties in with resilience completely, right? This is how you build resilience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love I love the way that you're describing this. Uh, I, I know you're you're a certified behavioral analyst. So can you tell us a little bit about what that is and how you leverage that in your work? Sure. Well, that really ties into ACT. So acceptance and commitment therapy or slash training really is a form of cognitive behavioral therapy. So it's a newer wave and it takes into account thoughts and behaviors based on partially our values, what's important to us, and then partially things that take us away from that. So it is a very behavioral approach. It's addressing what behaviors we're doing when those thoughts and feelings that are unhelpful get in the way mm-hmm. and those behaviors that we're engaging in when we are acting according to our values. So mm-hmm. this is really an underpinning of behavior analysis, right? So why the motivation, why we're engaging in the behaviors, what are we mm-hmm. doing that takes us away from the goal? What are we doing that moves us toward the goal? And, you mm-hmm. know, data is a big part of this, right? So really collecting data from um, other people in the organization to see how this leader is doing, right? Getting outside Mm -hmm. perspective. Also me observing leaders in meetings and sort of what things they're doing. So I help people with making an actionable development plan, right? A plan for growth. How are you leveraging your strengths? But also how are you identifying, let's say you want to improve communication. How are Mm -hmm. you identifying specific behaviors that you want to see more of? And sort of what does that look like before the coaching process? Where are you with it? And then where are you midway through the process and toward the end of the process to really measure how the leader is progressing and moving toward the goals? Yeah, so it sounds like you're you're really using measures and metrics in your in your work to, to show that there is a return in, in the work that you're you're doing with the leader there. Exactly. So important. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think one of the things that I, I'm I'm always trying to 
talk more about is that data is a really important part of the work that we do. I mean, I think as, especially as psychologists, data is a critical, critical part of the work that we do. Collecting data, analyzing data, interpreting that data, and then using that to help our, our clients be more successful. I agree. And, you know, I think that also goes for when I'm doing speaking engagements, right? Really mm -hmm. figuring out if, you know, an organization wants to bring me in to talk about leadership development. Um, that's great. But I really need to understand the leaders in this organization and meet with them and get an idea of what are the themes that are coming up in terms of what are their leadership challenges so I can really mm -hmm. customize some a workshop or multiple workshops that will be useful for them in addressing their specific leadership issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, so I know that you also do, uh, you know, speaking engagements, and I know that you're also writing a book on leadership. Can you give us a little preview of what we can expect to see in that book? Sure. Well, I think a lot I've talked about today really ties into the book, but the book is really going to be about when purpose-driven leadership isn't enough. Um, mm -hmm. So. Again, when things show up and get in the way of us continuing to be purpose-driven um, and how to navigate those challenges and really also what, I'm, what I am doing is I'm incorporating my own experience in leadership, mm -hmm. but I think more importantly, I'm incorporating the experiences of other leaders and how they've navigated, continuing to follow their purpose, what they've done, when obstacles have shown up and really providing strategies for leaders from different various perspectives of different types of leaders, uh, global leaders, and how, you know, what you can do now to, to mm -hmm. continue to live toward your purpose and, you know, do things to move you in the direction of your goals. Yeah, I really love where you're going with this, I think, especially because as we talked about, you know, Purpose is so important nowadays, especially when you're so when there's so much going on, uh, and we're all experiencing so many pressures and anxieties. I think you really keeping your purpose in mind and, and, and using that as your anchor stone is really important. So I really appreciate the work that you're doing there. Thank you so much. Well, Sunny, this has been uh, a really great experience. I, I want to ask you, as I always want to ask everybody, because we have you here and you're kind of you know providing some free advice here. What advice or what tips would you provide to, uh, you know, business leaders out there right now? I think this is something I touched on a little bit earlier, but I can't stress enough the importance of learning ways to manage uncertainty. Right. So doing things to build resilience in yourself and then as well as really looking at your team and helping them to build resilience and to learn to navigate uncertainty. And, you know, there are really so many ways to do that. Um, but I really think that is the key because again, the uncertainty that we've had over the per past few years, it's been unprecedented and it continues, right? No matter what industry you're in, there's really yeah. high levels of uncertainty. And the better that we could manage that, navigate it, and still be able to you know, make sound decisions and move forward on our leadership journeys, I think the better off we'll be. Yeah, I think that's, that's really great advice. Sunny, you're doing such great work out there. How do people get a hold of you? Sure, well, you can find me on LinkedIn with my name, Sunny Lampasso. It's right down on the bottom of the screen there or my business website my business is shaping success and the website is shaping success awesome
Thank you so much for coming on the show, Sonny. This has been such a great experience and we'll definitely have to have you come back when your book is published so you can talk more about that. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me, Ernest. Great to be here. Thank you for coming. And for everybody else, thank you for listening. We hope you will join us next time.